the U.S. court system. It's not about what is true. Mm -mm. It's about what you can prove. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pour It Out podcast. My name is Marianne. And this is Marlene. And today we're going to pour it out. We're talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, The Trial. Today we have two special guests. Our first guest is a self-made all things expert. We have another powerful accountant on our hands. Please welcome Tari. Hey guys, thank you for having me. Our second guest is our most favorite frontline worker, risking his life every day from dusk till dawn, through rain, sleet, snow, fires, and tornadoes. Please welcome John. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. So first of all, we need the jury to award Madeleine with some kind of compensation. Madeleine has been able to, to hold her salary, full-time job, 60 plus hours a week. She hosted a family of four. She was able to watch live Monday through Friday for six weeks. And she did notes. And then after work, she would watch recaps of whatever happened that day. She did all her notes. And then you need to be compensated. Meanwhile, I would like call Tari like every freaking day or text her like, Tari, did you see what happened? Okay, Madeline, <laughs> so tell everybody who's Tari. Okay, so I met Tari since, what was it, Tari? Like 2014? Tari versus Madeline, 2022 minus 2014. Eight. I have no. <laughs> oh, I, I am not good at math off the top of my head. Yeah. That is not my strong suit. On it. Oh my gosh, so much drama. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, so in 2014, we interned together. We're not going to disclose where we work, but no. we interned together, and we've been friends ever since, and she hasn't been able to get rid of me. That is true, I have, and I've tried. <laughs> okay. She's pouring it out. She's pouring yeah, it out. She's really pouring it out. Okay, guys, so we're going to talk about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. So what is this? What kind of lawsuit was this? Okay, so this lawsuit started with an article that was written by Amber Heard back in 2018 on the Washington Post where she alleged that, you know, she was sexually assaulted and talks about, you know, how men with power can basically keep all these stuff about sexual assault and domestic violence hidden. She never said it was about Johnny Depp, but Johnny Depp basically sued her for saying that that article was actually about him and it caused issues with his work life and his family and was suing her for defamation for $50 million. Amber Heard in turn came back and countersued him for $100 million for defamation as well for an, a statement that was written by Johnny Depp's lawyer about it all being a hoax and that it never happened, meaning the sexual assault and domestic violence of Johnny towards Amber. What's really interesting about the, well, there are lots of different things that are interesting about this case. But one, like Marlene said, the article never uses the name Johnny Depp. But if you if you have a brain, you know she was married once, she's talking about her ex-husband, it's Johnny. Two, she didn't write the article, the ACLU wrote the article. She read it, approved it, her lawyers read it, the ACLU's lawyers read it, and they all said, you cannot be sued for defamation because <laughs> you didn't name him. And it's like, but even with all those like checks and balances, he was still able to sue her. He didn't sue the ACLU who wrote it. He didn't sue the Washington Post that published it. He only sued her. 
So there are lots of different things about this case that are very interesting. So let's take it back to a timeline of their relationship. Kind of their history, you know. So it all start, started back in 2009. Johnny Depp met Amber Heard while they were uh, filming The Rum Diary. And at that time, Amber was actually married married to Tasha Von Rees. Yeah. Yes. And Johnny was at that time currently in a relationship with Vanessa Paradis. So it wasn't until allegedly around 2012 when they started dating. And then in 2013, they officially came out in public saying that they were dating. Once 2015 hit, they got married. And then exactly on May 27th, 2016, Amber Heard filed a domestic violence um, restraining order against Johnny Depp for domestic abuse. And then things start getting even more murky because in August of 2016, well, Johnny was not happy about that um, restraining order, and they actually took it to their lawyers, and they had to do a deposition to basically figure out how the divorce settlement was going to work out, and Johnny Depp ended up, ended up having to pay Amber $7 million, which at that time, Amber said she did not want anything, and that it, it all will be donated to the ACLU and the Los Angeles Children's Hospital evenly. Do you know what I saw today when I was like looking more into this? So when they were doing their trying to figure out, okay, what should we pay her? So they looked at her salary from the previous year, 2015, and she had made about $290,000, give or take a few thousand. And for a normal person, you and I, that's a lot of money for someone probably in celebrity culture who's married to Johnny Depp. That's not a lot of money. So before they settled on the seven million that she said she would donate, pledge, give to charity, whatever, she asked for fifty thousand dollars a month in spousal support, which would be like six hundred thousand dollars a year. So I think like yes, in the end she said I'm gonna donate it all, but it's kind of like you can almost see like where it was all coming from. Clearly she needed assistance because she was used to a certain lifestyle allegedly, and. Her base of her salary that she made the year before, it wasn't going to sustain the lifestyle she was probably used to living with Johnny. Back in August 2016, once like the whole 7 million thing happened, you know, you would think, oh, it's over. She got her money. He got rid of her. It's done. But no, April 2018 hits around and The Sun in the UK wrote an article where, where they named Johnny Depp a wife beater. Shortly after that, Johnny Depp sued the son or the news group for defamation and then that same year in december 2018 a op-ed from the washington post allegedly not written by amber heard was released where she tells her story about you know going through domestic abuse sexual assault in the hands of somebody that she married two years prior it starts with a j and a d but we're not gonna say <laughs> and then in 2019 early 2019 johnny depp sued Amber Heard for defamation of that Washington Post op-ed. Then in November 2020, Johnny Depp loses the lawsuit against the son in the UK. And now where we are now, it's April 2022, the trial against uh, Amber Heard for defamation starts. And now we're here. All right, so the trial starts. And what exactly did Johnny Depp testify? So Johnny basically testifies that on the stand, under oath, on the, you know, threats of perjury, he says, I have never laid a hand on this woman. I've never laid a hand on any woman. I have assaulted some cabinets, which you saw in a video, but I've never hit her. He says, he said that he was the kind of person just growing up with his mom who was kind of volatile and his dad was more demure. He always tried to like 
avoid conflict. Anytime conflict was coming his way, he would run away. That was kind of his his style. Oh, his avoidance, really. Yeah, it's not conflict management because it's avoidance. He would yeah. like walk away. But then he then says that Amber is the one who is, you know, she is aggressor. Yeah, she is the aggressor, and he rather he is the one that is a victim of domestic abuse at the hand of Miss Amber Heard, who he refused to look at throughout the entire trial. He wouldn't look her in the eyes because he had promised himself he wouldn't. And then he refers to her repeatedly as Miss Heard, so as to create a distance between him and her. Versus when she was on the stand, she would refer to him as Johnny, 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 Johnny. And he says, well, the reason I'm here is my kids had to do with these lies six years ago. The public who used to believe in me don't get believe in me because of these lies. And I want to basically set the record straight. And I want my kids to not have to deal with this anymore. And that's basically why he came, I guess, to tell the whole world what was happening. And he wanted the whole world to see, I guess, what was happening in his marriage and make their own decision. So what were some of the most memorable moments of the trial? So we have so many moments. There's so many. The first memorable moment that we need to talk about is the whole Megapind and the were you there moment because it goes together. So in the stand, Amber Heard's lawyer, Rotten Horn, starts talking to Johnny Depp about his separation from Vanessa Purdy and says like, oh, so at the end of your relationship, you started drinking very heavily, right? And Johnny Depp was like, were you there? Because basically, how do you know, dude? You're just yeah. alleging. Yeah. And then the whole mega pine situation comes out of the video that Amber Heard recording of him slamming cabinets. And you see in the video where he starts pouring himself a very tall glass of wine. And Rottenborn is like, you poured yourself a mega pint. And he's like, a mega pint? I would say it was a very large glass of wine. I deemed it necessary at the moment. Yeah, no, that was all over like TikTok, Instagram. That was like definitely one of the moments where you see like Johnny Depp's you know personality his charm the way he can crack a joke his humor so that definitely is a memorable moment for me the one that stood out the most it was a bit heavier it's when they're playing the audio of Amber Heard and so this is during redirect so basically what happens is you have direct examination so Johnny's lawyers question him. He tells his story. They have cross-examination where Amber's lawyers try to discredit Johnny Depp and what he's saying. And then you have redirect, which is basically Johnny's lawyers having the ability to come back and basically rein it in and pull the story back into what they wanted to say. And then you play this audio of Amber and Johnny, which I'm like, yeah, the entire marriage, they were recording each other, which is just as knowledge, I guess, for their relationship, whatever purposes. But then basically it's them proof for us to listen to, right? And then they play the audio, and in the audio, Amber is, like, you see she's agitated, and obvious, and also is Johnny. Yeah, nobody's happy. Everybody's, like, they're elevated emotions. And then Johnny's like, basically, I'm going to tell the world, I'm going to tell people, you know? Basically, she's like, who's going to believe you? That you, Johnny Depp, a man, you're yeah. going to tell them it was a fair fight. Who's going to believe you? Tell a judge, tell a jury, nobody's going to believe you. And that moment really sticks out to me because it's like, it's like when you watch tvs like classic villain what they tell you like nobody's gonna believe you who's gonna listen to you and it's like it's crazy because that just sounds like what an abuser would say to somebody who's their victim it doesn't sound like i hate to say it amber it did not look good for her it looked really really bad and at the end of the day johnny's like yes i'm gonna tell them i am a victim of domestic violence and sometimes that's the whole part of this whole problem where it's like we want to believe amber but you also have to let johnny say his piece and 
the recordings that the proof he had showed that she was violent towards him, you know? It's indisputable. I think to piggyback off that one, the one that resonated to me a lot is that Johnny, I don't know specifically on the trial, but he did mention how he was deemed as guilty and he had to prove himself innocent. But, you know, the reality is it's supposed to be you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And he had to go through all of this just to prove his innocence. So yeah. Amber Heard was alleging this to be a Me, Me Too movement scenario but then people are like where's the me too's here in this case there was no me too's i think it seems like it's an isolated him versus her incident but um i think they triggered each other so now i for me i still believe there is a gray area as to whether or not he actually abused her i mean and the different forms of abuse right there's physical there's sexual there's emotional there's mental there are different kinds of abuse but i feel like the, for me i'm not completely sold as to like he didn't completely do it you know I want to believe him and, you know, he won, the jury believes him, great. I don't know, I feel like there's a gray area and I think maybe they triggered each other. So maybe things they wouldn't do in a typical relationship because they're not necessarily right for each other. They trigger, they bring out the worst parts of each other. Like if you see her whole story is like, I grew up in the Texas, I was always in a horse. When you get off the horse, you come back on. Like she's the kind of person she stays on. And this kind of person he avoids, he runs away. Those two kinds of relationship styles, it doesn't work. You have to go to a lot of therapy and it seems like they did. But it's like, if I constantly want to talk to you and you constantly walk walking away, I can understand how it can be very frustrating for her trying to communicate with you. Now, does, that doesn't mean she should hit you or punch you to get your attention. But I can understand how, like, walking away seems like abandonment and it triggers her. And him trying to make him stay reminds him of his mom and triggers him. All right, so let's talk about some of the notable Johnny Depp witnesses that were on the stand. There's a lot. I, do you want to start talking with who? Spittle, shout out to the accountant who put some sauce on that. He was like, <laughs> a million dollars. Then after that, the lawyer came back for two million. Then five million. Not only does he have to pay that, he has to pay the taxes on. Like he put sauce on it. I'm like, what accounting school did you go to, sir? Because I need to go there because they teach drama. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was so good. He was like, shout out to the accountants. So, John, who was your notable witness on the Johnny side? Like supporting Johnny, right? Yeah. I honestly don't remember. Do you want to talk about Morgan Tremaine, TMC guy? Well, he reached out to the lawyers just so he can set the story straight. Morgan Tremaine was the most sassy freaking witness because he didn't straight out say, Amber Heard gave me the video, but he alleged like, hey, when the video comes from the source, it takes 15 minutes to get it and publish. And this one took 15 minutes. So mm -hmm. like connect the dots, jury, because it yep. most likely came from her. And then <laughs> we cannot forget when Morgan is asked by Elaine, which is Amber Heard's lawyer saying, so are you here for your 15 minutes of fame? And he's like, no, but you know, we can say that about you too, being Amber's lawyer. And let's just say a bomb, the mic was dropped, bombs were thrown. So I replayed that over and over in TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> that was well, you know what? moment. Elaine could have used that opportunity to ask them questions instead she was very argumentative, mm -hmm. which kind of was, um, you know, bad on her side. She could have asked them like, is this video that you're showing, is it proof that um, Johnny has anger problems or is Johnny banging the cabinets? Is this acceptable behavior? So these are questions that he could have liked that are true seeing the video and she could have used that as a defense but instead she was being argumentative and sassy and it didn't look good on her. The other witness that I need to talk about 
is Isaac Barouche. He was the second witness in the whole trial. Isaac was the perfect witness yeah. because he had report. He had the jury eating out of the palm of his hands. He had everybody eating at the palm of his hands. And Isaac Barouche was, is Johnny Depp's friend. And Johnny's lawyers painted him in a perfect picture of how it started where Isaac has been a friend since childhood for Johnny. Isaac moved to Los Angeles and then he reconnected with Johnny Depp and then Johnny Depp came out of nowhere and basically was a savior saying, hey, I see you're a struggling artist. I want to sponsor you. Come live with me. I'll pay your expenses. I'll be your patron of the arts and all you have to do is paint and you don't have to pay me a single cent. So Isaac painted Johnny Depp in a picture that this guy is a fucking good guy. Yeah. And Johnny... I mean, from all accounts, he's a good guy. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean he doesn't, he has, like, he has his demons, but he's a good guy overall, you know? And then when Isaac came out swinging was that Isaac lived in the East Columbia building where Johnny Depp, Amber, and all her posse lived okay. for that period of time of their relationship. And Isaac was there every single day because that's where he lived. So he saw him come in and come out and he never allegedly saw a single bruise on Amber Heard's face. He was there after the day that she alleged assault from Johnny and she alleged bruise on her, bruises on her face. And he said, never did I see anything. Not only that, but I kissed her on the side of the, her face where she said she had a bruise and she didn't even flinch. So if she had a bruise, I mean, it didn't hurt obviously because nothing happened. And let's not forget when Elaine kept asking him if he knew what Amica cream was. I'm like, girl, <laughs> learn how you write your words. It's Arnica cream, not Amica. So Isaac started like laughing in the stand and the court started laughing because they're just like, this, Elaine asked about Amica cream like probably 10 times. What's this, what's this what, what is it about? Elaine, during her cross-examination of Isaac, was trying to say like, well, how do you know that she didn't have any bruises? She used makeup. She used Amica cream, which is for Arnica. See, I'm even saying Amica cream now. She used Arnica cream to reduce the swelling, which that's what it's used for. So that's why she kept asking, say like, well, did you know she was wearing Arnica cream? But the whole point is that Isaac came out, you know, basically painting Johnny in a great light as a friend. He came out saying that he witnessed uh, Elon Musk literally a month after the, rela the relationship ended, that he was there in that building. He said he was there every single day and never saw Bruce on her face. And then that he got to the building right after the cops were called the day that supposedly Johnny did his last assault on Amber on, I think it was like May 20th, 2000. Uh, 16 and he said well there was nothing there was only like spilled wine and a broken sconce and that was it it wasn't the damage on the photos that amber alleged and the bruises this then brings me into there's so many before i talk about the witness the witness i'm talking about special shout out to kate moss the metadata expert bodyguard <laughs> jennifer howell who we'll talk about in detail but this brings me to Dr. Shannon Curry. And this Dr. Shannon Curry is basically, she was hired by Johnny's team, right? She's like forensic psychologist. And she spent like 12 hours at Amber and she diagnosed her with histrionic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. 
So when she said this, I'm like, well, 12 hours, is that really enough to sit with somebody and diagnose them? I don't know. To each his own. But it made me then think of like when Amber told the story, when I would listen to her, I'd be like, well, maybe she's embellishing because she has these, you know, mental disorders, like the doctor said. So it made me like almost have sympathy for her because like it may not be our reality, but it's her reality, you know? For her, she's like, Johnny trashed the place. And then you see, oh, spoolball and that, like, that wasn't trash. But for her, that's how she perceives it, you know? And can we just say that Elaine spent all her cross-examination time asking her who brought the muffins? Because who brought the muffins, Dr. Curry? Because <laughs> Elaine obviously wants to know. But <laughs> definitely Elaine made everything uh, more fun during this trial. Can I say something about Isaac? Isaac Baruch. Um, I just want to piggyback on what you said, how he was such an important witness. What every, everything that he was saying was very genuine and it kind of felt sincere and I think people could empathize with him. Mm -hmm. Like when he was saying like, I just want Amber to be able to move on and I just want I just want Johnny Depp to be, to be able to move on. Like so many people have been hurt and I just want this to be over. And then he started like tearing up, his voice started to crack a little and people started to empathize, you know, like, you know, this is serious, you know? And I think that was such a good witness to have because, um, well, Amber was testifying too and, and she was crying and reliving all her story, but it was very hard to empathize with her. But when Isaac did his testimony, it felt very natural. It I was teared a, up when I heard Yeah, it felt very natural. I started following it closely because I was listening oh, yeah. when Isaac testified. Because minus the fact that he was funny, he was believable, which is apparently the most important thing in the U.S. legal court system. You have to just come across as being believable. And he was somebody you could like, you're like, yeah, I just, I also want them to be fine. Cause clearly for them to be here six years later, they've not moved on. I bet Elaine got a lot of shit from her team when it came to that cross-examination, because a lot of the lawyers that I heard talk about this were like, why did you ask open-ended questions when you were questioning Isaac? You knew he had this rapport with the jury. You saw it and you knew he'd tend to drag on cause he kept dragging on his answers. When you have a witness like that, that is so liked by the jury, as a cross-examiner, you do not want to let him go on. You need to ask him yes or no questions. Yeah, you should be a lawyer. It's like, okay. like saying, Isaac, did you say this? Yes or no? And they're saying the biggest mistake that Elaine made was asking open-ended questions, which opened the door to Isaac crying. <laughs> and yeah, that's a question. She laid, she laid the foundation. Yeah. But Elaine should have been more like, questions about him towards amber for yes. example like how many times did you i mean so you've built this report with johnny dip so now let's see if what report you have with amber heard Wait, he have, well yeah she's like but she could have asked the question like how many times have you checked on amber with johnny depp's presence how many times um have you checked in within a day within a week like you see that connection but it they built that relationship with him and johnny but they, she could have used that against him. See, you know? and he did. And that's why he was such a believable witness. Because from the very beginning, he was questioned. He said, I love Johnny. I love Amber. I think she's great. I fell in love with her just the same way that Johnny fell in love with her. So he had no hate towards her until Elaine said, so you were very angry at her. That's what she asked him. And that's when he says, like, 
no, I'm not angry anymore. I just want to move on. I want her to move on. I want him to move on. And I want her to move on from the lies that she's telling. So not only that, if you start crying, but he said, like, she's you know, lying. all your lies have cost all of this, Amber. Yeah, but I still love you. <laughs> so that's why he was so believable. But it just seemed like Johnny's team was the better lawyers. Whether it's that they're better lawyering or they had a better case, I don't know what it is. They just seem like the better lawyer. So my question is, in America, does money buy you the better lawyer? And does it buy you a victory? Well, apparently those lawyers were not even paid by Amber. They were paid by her insurance, homeowner's insurance or something like that. Wait, what? Uh, now there's all these things coming out that it was something to do with her insurance that was able to pay for those lawyers. But Elaine has been with Amber since the UK trial because yeah, I was so seeing tapes and Elaine was part of that. Yeah, and so she, I heard Elaine's voice in the deposition from 2016 she had different lawyers it. there she had different oh, lawyers during okay. the because i kept i was hearing some of it and i did not see any of the lawyers during this case but yeah and i think before we get to jennifer howell which is probably one of my favorite witnesses even though she couldn't say much but what we know in the background right uh we need to talk about alejandro romero the guy that worked at the east columbia building <laughs> the, the, the security that he was vaping and driving during the testimony and he was not about it he's like people have real problems and i just do not have time for your problems anymore like i can barely it's remember like, what i ate last week your rich people problems let me have real life problems here and i just want to finish it with judge penny shout out to judge penny when she was the awesome. ended she was like that was the first I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of things, but I've never seen that. <laughs> okay, let's go into Jennifer Howell. It's like, where do you start with Jennifer Howell? So Jennifer Howell, back in the day, meaning 2016, when the Johnny and Amber were still married, basically best friends with Amber's younger sister, Whitney. They were so close, they referred to each other as chosen sister. Now, if I was your blood sister, I would be offended you had a chosen sister, meaning I'm not good enough for you to introduce somebody else. <laughs> right? So she was so close to her that there was a big incident on a staircase. We've not spoken about it, but it happened where Johnny and Amber allegedly fought. Blows were allegedly thrown. And after this incident, like a few days later, Whitney leaves because she's living with them, like, everybody's living with Johnny at this point. She moves. support is yes. living with her. No yeah. Johnny support in that East Columbia building. No, only, I guess, Isaac. But Isaac was not really with them. He was living his own life, it seemed like. Yes. So she moves out of there and then moves in with her friend, Jennifer Howell, who's our chosen sister, who, over the years, she's, like, confided in and continue, continue to be friends with up till the UK trial. This is where it gets very messy. The fight in 2016 was allegedly the one of the worst fights because Whitney was basically the only witness that came forward from Amber's side. <laughs> ah, you don't distract me. <laughs> so out of all the witnesses that Amber put forth, Whitney was the only one that came forward saying she was there for an actual assault situation between Amber and Johnny where Johnny almost pushed Whitney out, like down the stairs. Amber got in between them and Amber clocked him. At one point, Amber said, 
Johnny was grabbing her by like the neck or something and he started repeatedly punching her in the face with his right hand. Okay, this was in early 2016. I think it was March 2016. Fast forward, Whitney comes to the stand and she says, yes, I saw it. He punched her. He tried to throw me down the stairs. Jen uh, Amber was like fearing for her life and she saved me. After that testimony came forth, Jennifer is like, back it up. She's like, at that time, Whitney was working for me for my nonprofit organization. After that incident happened, Whitney called me and said, can I stay in your home? Because I have nowhere to go. Whitney testified that she went to stay in her floor, not in her guest bedroom. Well, Jennifer's like, no, she never slept in my floor. She slept in my guest bedroom. Not only that, Whitney told me that the fight was actually Amber that almost pushed Whitney, her sister, down the stairs and that Johnny was the one that was trying to help calm down the situation. And Whitney even told her that Amber was the abuser in the relationship and that she actually fear feared Amber because Amber has been abusive towards her Whitney throughout their whole lives. Not only that, Whitney later told her that Johnny called her to ask, hey, little sis, how are you doing? Like, that was crazy. And Whitney just kept saying, like, Amber shouldn't be with Johnny because she doesn't deserve him, basically. So what Jennifer was told from Whitney was the complete opposite. But what Whitney said on the stand was the opposite as well. Oh. So at that point, yeah. get, where do you, who do you believe? Jennifer was in the stand. She couldn't say any of this because it was a hearsay. Yeah. But there is an actual written testimony from Jennifer that says this. That was given to the jury that they were allowed to read, but it couldn't be said during the trial. Trial. Not only that, um, like Jennifer Howell came saying out that Johnny was the one that was abused during that situation. But his bodyguards also said, like, no, Whitney wasn't even between Amber and Johnny. It was the bodyguard, me, in between them. Not only that... Doctors from Johnny came and said, well, there's no way that Johnny could have punched her with his right hand. At that time, he had like a freaking cast on his middle two fingers because he had just gotten his tip of his finger ripped out. So he couldn't even close. He couldn't even make a fist. So how is he going to be hitting Amber with two open fingers when she alleged that he kept punching her in the face with all his rings? So it was yeah. just a lot of um, lies. lies that kept unraveling. Wow. And that's the thing where it's kind of like, is it possible that... Whitney went and told Jennifer Owl a whole bunch of lies against her sister. Possibly, but is it likely? Probably not. And when Whitney was on the stand saying the story about how Johnny held Amber's hair and hit her, allegedly, the way Johnny looked up, it was like, I have never heard this story come out yeah. of Whitney's mouth ever. He looked very surprised by it. All right, guys. So what happened during Johnny Depp's cross-examination? Two of the things that I really noted on here, one where Johnny Depp said that he's the one that actually got Amber Heard the role for Aquaman. I think he helped assuage their fears, but like she said, she had to be the one to audition. Right. Let me throw a bomb at you. So mm -hmm. Merlin talked to the Aquaman Marvel executives. And no, she got this um, it's not Marvel, girl. <laughs> DC lawyers and executives. I mean, what did they tell you? Oh, God. Johnny Depp alleges that Ember went to audition for Aquaman 
And he is the one that called the Warner Brother executives because he has pool there because he's been part of a lot of movies for Warner Brother that's made them a lot of money. And he said like, hey, you can trust her. She's solid. So that's why he alleges that she got the role. Versus Amber is saying, no, I got myself that job. I auditioned for that job. Back it up. No, it was There's Johnny dressed as Amber auditioning. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't know if just because somebody says she's solid, I'll give her a lead acting role in a movie as big as Aquaman. Back it up. There's an interview okay. that Amber Heard did as Mira for Aquaman. And she's asked, how did you come across the role of Mira? She said that daily she gets to 10 to 15 scripts a day going through her desk. And that happened to be one of them. Basically, the director of Aquaman was begging her to do this role of Mira. And that interview made it sound like she was being begged to play that role versus when she was testifying, she got herself that role because she went and auditioned. For me, I think the things that stood out on cross-examination were Johnny Depp sent yeah. a lot of really bad text messages. Everybody has demons. Clearly from his text messages... You know, he has some demons needs to work out, but like, and he has some anger issues. I mean, like my mom says, cada caldo tiene su pelo. Every soup has its hair. Oh. It doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. It makes sense. <laughs> I get it. I, yeah. get it. I do want to say that text message that came out during cross-examination from Rottenborn, I will never forgive you, Rottenborn, was a big thing in social media, Twitter, TikTok. It was everywhere where like, Every single fan of Johnny Depp, even non-fans, were like, back it up, what is this? Because Rottenborn, Amber Heard's lawyer, hit Johnny Depp with some text messages, text messages that he said that Johnny sent, where he was saying all these things of, like, owning a woman, and what when he wants a woman, he gets her, and he claims her, and whatever he wants, he gets. And Johnny is like, I would never talk like that. He said, I, he I don't have no interest. Yeah, but he had no issues admitting that other text about calling Amber Heard every name in the book, and which then, to me was a little worse. Twitter fans and TikTok people came out and were like, back it up. When you look at those text, me text messages, Rottenborn is saying, these are your records of text messages. Yet when you looked at that specific text messages, it said incoming and read, meaning Johnny then got that text message from an outside party and he read it versus the one that he wrote about Amber said outgoing and delivered. So even Johnny during the cross-examination said like, you probably typed this up last night, alleging that, that the lawyer Rottenborn was basically making up. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, lies. I'm like, I'm not gonna like, believe you. But that's a good thing about it be televised because people are listening. And mm -hmm. if you're adding more lies and more lies, like. All the lights will come and see the light, yeah. you know? There's some times where I'm like, girl, all you need to do is stop talking. You know, just shush. I mean, because she could have just said a yes or no answer to the questions. No, but she had to like... She had to take it further. She, she had to just add more and dig herself a, a, a deeper hole. I think oh. my opinion of Amber is that she's a smart woman. And I think she believes she's a smart woman. And she believes she can talk her way out of things. So what, are, what, what did she exactly testify? Amber Heard started testifying domestic violence back in 2016 when she did that domestic violence restraining order. So from the moment that she did that restraining order, she was alleging domestic violence on the side of Johnny Depp. After that, they had to go through depositions to basically say their sides of the story because 
she needed to say her end and he needed to say her end because they needed to get rid of that restraining order that she put forth, right? So that's when a lot of stories on Amber Heard's side saying like, well, I'm filing this domestic violence restraining order because these are all the instances that he abused me. I've went through physical assault on Johnny's end from like hitting, punching, and then she took it to sexual assault. She said that Johnny Depp raped her multiple times. One of the worst instances being in Australia, the day that Johnny Depp got his uh, finger severed, she alleged that Johnny Depp raped her with a bottle and that he would starve her, that he would keep her hostage. And through that deposition, a lot of these allegations um, came out. Once the divorce settled and she wrote that op-ed, it's when she started talking more about like the sexual assault that she went through, even though she never mentioned Johnny, she mentioned the sexual assault. But so on her end, it was mostly a testimony that during my relationship with Johnny Depp, I went through sexual assault. I went through physical abuse, um, all in the hands of Johnny from 2013 when we first started dating. And she chronicled like 14 different, 14 different instances where she said that, um, Johnny Depp abused her, and not only that, but she came forth with pictures of bruises that she said were a result of Johnny Depp hitting her. Not only that, pictures of their homes where it looked like obviously there was some type of aggression had occurred. And then plus testimonies from friends that said that yes, they seen her with bruises. On her defamation side, her countersuit, Adam Waltman, which was Johnny Depp's lawyer, uh, during the UK trial period, uh, released statements saying that everything that Amber Heard said was a hoax. Her lawsuit was basically saying, well, Adam Waldman released these statements. After he released the statements, I lost countless jobs, which amounted to her to a hundred million dollars from the moment that those statements were released. I have to interject here and just be like, I don't know if um, Amber Heard got all her witnesses from Rent a Budget Witness because whoever oh, came and said, From which? <laughs> <laughs> because they came and they said she's like Zendaya, like this in Momo. Like, I was Zendaya. I was so offended on Zendaya's behalf. I'm like, you cannot. Secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, I'm like, you cannot compare yourself to Zendaya, girl. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> But then what she's saying. Oh, like, like, <laughs> like, they said, like, you can't compare yourself to Zendaya because they compare herself, her to Zendaya because they're saying, well, if you compare her to other actresses and actors that have been in superhero movies, you can compare their trajectory and their career to Amber's and versus where they are and where Amber is, they should technically have the same incline in career. And well, Johnny's lawyer tells like, well, you can't compare to Zendaya because Zendaya has been in Disney since, like, she was a child. So all these actors and actresses that they try to compare to to say, this is the reason we're saying $100 million make no sense because all those actors and actresses were just non-comparable. They weren't. They couldn't, apparently they couldn't find somebody to compare her with because the examples they brought were laughable. 
is a, a lot of people don't know who Amber Heard is. It's unfortunate. Like I knew her before she I got married to Johnny Depp, but still dates. People don't know who she is. All right, guys. So we're moving on to the most memorable moments on the Heard side. Lady John, please talk about Johnny's ex-girlfriend, uh, Ellen Barkin. Well, they just played a video um, of some cross-examining her. Yeah. And then they were trying to like establish like, oh, so you have this relationship with Johnny. So of course you're going to say nice things too. You know, nice things about Johnny. They were questioning her and they were asking her like, oh, you dated, oh, you worked with Johnny and um, and would you guys see each other after work? And she'd be like, yeah, we've we seen each other after work. And, and she's like, oh, okay, so uh, would you say that your friendship with Johnny was more, starting to begin more intimate? And she's like, yeah, you can say that. And she's and then she's like, okay, would you say that you had like a, a romantic relationship with Johnny? She's like, yeah, you can say I, I had a romantic relationship with Johnny. And then she pauses for a little bit and she's like, no, can you change that? Can we change that to a sexual relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I was dead. <laughs> and they were playing this in the court, and then you just see Johnny like, God, down, like what was I thinking? <laughs> okay, back to the topic. <laughs> Let's please talk about my dog stepped on a bee. So, well, so basically, this goes back to where we said, like, she could have maybe won the case if she just said a lot, <laughs> lot less. Why? A lot like, less. Who cares? That testimony was. Uh, another case of actual like physical assault from Johnny to Amber, where they went to like these like really oh trailers in Hicksville, and then she started talking about how they did like a walkthrough of the trailer, and she's like, "Yeah, we walked in. My dog stepped on a bee," and then she started making this crying face, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so this is this is the that one scene that all the TikTokers and everybody about. started, um, you know. Was it making fun of? A part of me was like, hold on, don't pass your judgment. Just hold on. Let's see what she says. Let's see what she says. But she, when she's telling her story, sometimes very traumatic things. You don't buy what she's saying, and you should. It's very traumatizing, everything she's saying. But you don't just buy it. Well, not only that, but all her moments of crying were like, not a single tear was shed when she was crying, while she was giving her testimony. The one time I believed her when she was crying, she wasn't giving her testimony. It was when oh, she heard was on the stand and they were playing the tape where she was like, tell the world, Johnny, tell them, tell them, I, Johnny Depp, a man, I'm a victim of domestic violence. And her hearing that, hearing her say that, she broke down because she, in her mind she would be like, fuck. And let's bring it to the, to the Bruce kit. Because well, I mean, it. this testimony of the Bruce kid even brought Milani, like, uh, oh, yeah. like, uh, like That's Elaine's nice. favorite word, woodwork, brought <laughs> Elaine uh, and Milani out of the woodwork for their 15 minutes of fame. 15 minutes of fame because Milani obviously needs her 15 minutes of fame, right? Uh, but yes, basically, Elaine during I think it was during Amber's direct came out with this little palette of it was like a little kit that had a bunch of colors like, like a, a color corrector i think it was uh, opening statements yes opening statements she came with like yep. this little makeup thing that was obviously a milani kit milani comes on tiktok and they literally go like they divorced and separated in 2016 in may but we didn't come out with this until like what 2017 mm -hmm. where is she like when did she did she get it before us? Because <laughs> and I think it's like sometimes it's the little things, right? Because like they're not saying this is exactly what she used. They're saying she's something like this to be visual. But then 
it's the little thing like get the right makeup set and that's why I, I feel like with her lawyers i'm like are these budget lawyers like do no, like that. This, no, but she said she said like this is the one she was carrying through the entire yes, yes. relationship exactly. thank you that's Mary. this is what she was carrying them through the entire relationship and she had it and she was showing it to them yes. like and this is proof this is their evidential proof so i think you know when people came out and saying like this was never it, it, it was never exist. it didn't exist until way before that's when people started to doubt her doubt her lawyers and well because right after they saw that they came out and they backtracked statements saying this is just an example of what she might have been carrying so there were two things they changed that was clear proof that you know everybody's watching social media let's be real the second thing was because whenever amber heard first came out she was saying the abuse First of all, this was good because I'm not going to start a relationship with a man already beating me. That's crazy. So you didn't start beating me until 2013 when it became official 2012, but we started in 2011, right? And then everybody's like, oh, this timeline isn't adding up. And then she's like, actually, started in 2012, but then we had a good period of time where it was sober. So the beating stopped. So therefore, that's why I kept on saying it was 2013, but actually it was 2012. And people are like, dude, which is it? You say you don't forget the time a man hits you. The first time after you do not forget it, but you forget the entire year it happened. That's inconsistent. And I'm like, you've had six years to prep. You couldn't get the year right. So it's, it's for me, it's like with the lawyers, it's the little things. Like you can't get the year right for when the first time he hit you. You can't get the makeup right. You cannot get the incoming or outgoing messages right. Like, what is that? Sorry, not only did they not get the makeup right, but when they came back and backtracked, they talked about a bruise kit, and then the makeup they started talking about is a literal bruise kit. What you use as a freaking makeup artist to paint bruises on someone's face. She even said it. She's like, she even said it. So we use my bruise kit, and then she kind of like. She like my, I need to cover my bruises. My I'm theater like, kit. I mean, oh I call it. God. I used. To, I yeah. call it my bruise kit. That's I'm what like, she said. It's like, like you're gonna backtrack you make it even worse let's talk about elaine because one all her objections that poor woman camille did not let it go <laughs> objection heresy objection lack of foundation objection not expert testimony objection speculation objection unintelligible <laughs> i could have been amber heard's lawyer we, 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 we could have let's not forget the moment where judge judge penny took mercy on this poor woman and she told Elaine exactly what to ask because they kept objecting her. She's like, you need to ask, where did she hear it from? Because like <laughs> they kept objecting about foundation. And let's finish it off with Adam, Amber Heard's lawyer, when he was questioning, but then he objected to, to himself. And then just, yeah, like, but you're the one questioning. Kari, do you feel like after watching this, this case, do you feel like if you could go back in time, would you consider being a lawyer? I would. I would represent Johnny Depp in 2022. I would totally do it. Okay, guys. Now let's go into Amber. Wait, can we just Amber say? Turd. I was gonna Amber say. Turd. Can we go into Amber Heard witnesses? Well, I think we talked about most of these during Johnny's side as well. We talked about uh, Amber sister Whitney, but let's talk about the rock star of witnesses, Doctor Spiegel. Doctor Spiegel. He's gotten a lot of death stress, unfortunately. So I feel really bad for him. And they went on his like WebMD and like really like flooded him with negative. Sorry, have you seen the conspiracy theory behind Dr. Spiegel being hired? He's from Back of the Future. Is that it? No? No. The conspiracy theory is that Elaine was looking for an expert witness and a friend of hers told her, go hire Dr. Spiegel. He is a great speaker. He knows his stuff. He has the education. So Elaine goes and Googles Dr. Spiegel and Lord and behold, 
Dr. Spiegel is from Virginia. So Elaine goes and hires Dr. Spiegel. But after everything happened and the joke of Dr. Spiegel in the stand, come to find out that there's a Dr. Spiegel that is an expert witness psychologist from University of Stanford, who happens to be a professional speaker. Not only that, he has so many awards and accolades that would make him the perfect expert witness. So it might've been an oopsies from Elaine for hiring the wrong Dr. Spiegel. She spends millions on lawyers, experts, like all this stuff. Can you imagine how upset she is with the results? Like well, I couldn't. are saying that the reason she got so crappy expert witnesses is because her lies were so not believable that they couldn't pay actual good expert witnesses to corroborate her lies. And that's the thing, right? So Dr. Spiegel comes and he says, I didn't you know, sit down with Johnny Depp for even an hour or two hours, but I'm going to diagnose him. You know, Dr. Spiegel came out saying that Johnny had deficiencies like uh, cognitive. Yeah, that he was basically for somebody who is 50, is he 7 or 58? His responses are like slower than they should be. Like, yes. so the way he processes information. And I'm like, we just watched this man on the stand for two weeks. There's nothing wrong cognitively. He's all there. He's just, he speaks slowly. He takes his but time. Tell the yeah. public as to how he came up with those results. He did not sit down with Johnny Depp at all to, you know, evaluate him. He watched Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> he watched Johnny Depp's movies in order to come up with his expert testimony. Dr. Spiegel, true crazy, came on during cross-examination. <laughs> the tongue gesture things. Oh, the serious witnesses, the makeup artist, she was very believable. So I, I, I watched before the witness, the makeup artist came, they'd been talking about the fact that the day Amber Heard went on a James Corden taping, she had a busted lip and like black eyes. So I had watched her on James Corden before the makeup person came. And I did look at her lip and I was like, Maybe it's a bit swollen, maybe, you know, but then I did not know anything about our eyes. But when I looked at it, I was like, I felt like it's just some discoloration. I just, I just felt like maybe she, sometimes it could be under a circle, like it's dark or whatever. They didn't put enough correction, concealer, whatever. But when the, so when the witness makeup artist testified to that, I was like, oh, I already felt like I saw that actually. But then Johnny was next to his lawyer and he's like, she had Botox, so. There was a bunch of videos on TikTok about people doing like a compilation of videos that she tends to pick her lip by biting it and picking at it with her nails to the point that she's always making it bleed. So her lip was always bl bloody. So what, was Johnny constantly punching you on that side of the lip? Okay guys, so now we're moving into Amber Heard's cross-examination. So what are some of the main memorable moments? Let's shout out Camille and all this right now. Basically mm -hmm. all of this came from Camille. And mm -hmm. I remember when this specific moment happened, I was shouting on the, out the roof because I could not hold my shock and happiness. But you were holding on to that full time, 60 hours plus like, a week job. At that point, this last yeah. week of the trial, there was no work happening at that point. Favorite freaking memorable moment of cross-examination is when Camille goes to town with her about the $7 million she got for the divorce settlement. Yeah. So yes, I saw that. And Camille, because I made you watch it. Thank you. Because Camille is like, well, let's say, let's go back, Miss Heard here, because you said that you wanted nothing 
from Johnny Depp. And you said that you pledged, donated, yeah, 3.5 to the LCOU, right? And 3.5 to the Los Angeles. Children's Hospital uh, Los Angeles. But let's go back here. You actually did not donate any of this money. And then Amber's like, well, I, I pledged it. She did what you used the word pledge. This is like, no, I, I donated it. And they're like, you donated it. She's like, no, I pledged it. I use it synonymously. So she wasn't even like from the get-go being upfront. She was basically like, I disagree with your assessment. By saying yeah. I donated it, I donated it. And I'm like, girlfriend, no, you didn't. No, but when she said, I use pledge and donate uh, synonymously. I said, then- you don't she said this like we don't speak english in this country that's how she said that shit like we don't speak english and we don't know what donate is and we don't know what pledge is but Camille was mad about it what she's like but i don't so did you donate meaning pay the seven million dollars to these charities and she's like well i couldn't i got sued by johnny back it up because camille was like okay you got sued by johnny but you didn't get sued a a year after 13 months million dollars so what happened in that year why didn't you donate this money she couldn't really answer so they got her and there at the end of the day it's like you said you would give the money nobody is not legally binding you're not going to go to jail if you don't give the money you said you would you haven't and all all of this was about her lies and this was just another lie of many that she told oh let's please talk about those all, all those photos that she showed us proof of domestic violence there was two instances one was when camille was asking her so this pictures that I have here, which let's just clear it up. It was the same fucking picture, guys. It was the same picture. Every hair was in the same spot. The yeah. lighting was different. And what Camille was trying to get out of her was that you Photoshop. It's not real. And she says like, no, one obviously was taken like the day after. One was taken the day before. I'm like, girl, then nobody like prepare you to say something different because that's the same picture who wakes up the next day with the hair in the same spot why didn't her lawyers give her a better answer so that was a big lie she got caught on and then the next lie after the whole metadata guys came out and camille cross-examined her again and she shows her the same picture saying this is also messed with it's like well if you remove that you know that area that you cover with the metadata, I can tell you what day that picture was taken. She's like, no, I'm not going to show you. It's like, well, I, well, how do you want me to remember? The whole point of this was like, you submitted that evidence when they, with that stuff covered up. She was making it seem like, well, Camille, you're covering up information. So I can't figure out what that, what that picture is or whatnot. And Camille is like, I'm showing you what you submitted to us as evidence. And even Judge Penny is like, that's how I was given to us. I keep telling Jamis my favorite thing of the whole, my my favorite thing. I had so many favorites, but this is my favorite. When Camille showed the deposition video, Amber had an oopsie, and she says, "Yeah, I didn't leak. The only person that knew this was when I leaked it to TMC." And you just see her like slap her hands on her face and like just move her hands down, like "fuck, I can't believe I said that." But if you watch the whole thing, it even gets worse because she slaps her face of like. Like, of a reaction, like, shit, that came out and that shouldn't have. And then she just, like, makes it seem like she's trying to, like, touch her hair, but, like, so exaggerated. But, yeah, when Camille uh, asked uh, Amber, it's like, do you know why Johnny Depp doesn't look at you in the eye? And she basically says, it's like, well, because he promised that he will never look at you in the eye the last time you saw each other. And then Elaine comes at the freaking, like, redirect and she freaking impersonates johnny depp's voice like do you know why he doesn't look at you and i i was like that was to me was so unprofessional what we did not talk about was after she says she was assaulted by johnny depp with a bottle in her 
oh. vagina, basically. She didn't seek medical treatment. Like she didn't go see there a doctor. There was no before. medical exams done for anyone. I'm like, okay, I have an infection. Am I good? And that's why I think people who are like holding on so hard to believe you and be in your corner, it's like, you're a very smart woman. There's no way, I would think there's no way that somebody would do that and you wouldn't go make sure you're okay. Okay, girls. So guys, what was the verdict? Johnny won. So the jury was giving uh, a list of questions that they needed to answer yes to in order to prove defamation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and both on Amber's side and on Johnny's side. So when they read uh, Johnny's side of it, they agreed that, yes, the statements that were put forth on the op-ed by Amber Heard were defamation against uh, Johnny and basically corroborated that, yeah, the, the jury did not believe that uh, that Johnny sexually or physically assaulted Amber Heard. And he was awarded $15 million in uh, what's compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages. But where everybody was like, oh shit, he really won, is on the punitive damages. Punitive damages is basically like a compensatory. Yes, you know, it was defamation, but the punitive is like you... Amber Heard did this out of malice against Johnny Depp. And we think it was so bad where you have to pay Johnny Depp $5 million in punitive damages. On Amber's side of the lawsuit for the Autumn Waltman statements, they only said that yes, defamation on one part, and they awarded her $2 million on compensatory damages and zero in punitive. Do you agree? Do you not agree? John, what do you think? Um, well, my thought on it is that Johnny was seeking $50 million and they only awarded him $15. Even less. less because he has to pay the $2 million, right? So 13. So regardless, they didn't award him for the 50, but I feel like um, they should have awarded him more just because they've been going through this for more than six years. And a lot of people are under Johnny Depp's payroll. I feel like a lot of people, more than just Johnny, suffered because of the results of this. Tari, what do you think of the verdict? So scenario one, he shouldn't have won because did she defame him i don't believe so I, maybe not sexual the sexual assault one i'm like i won't touch that one but in terms of like physical abuse i believe there is an instance in which at least one time he has hit her now whether or not he's defending himself from her that's debatable did she have the perfect proof no did she give a lot of evidence that was questionable yes if even one time he's hit her she shouldn't have lost that case and she did because she couldn't prove it because she didn't have video footage of it because she didn't have audio of it because she didn't have whatever was needed that would make us the jury believe that so that's the scenario in which she shouldn't have the second scenario is one in which he should have won but the amount because because she cannot pay this because she can't she doesn't have the money actors have insurances for these types of things. yeah but it seems her insurance was already used to pay her freaking lawyers i really don't think she has any money it's all for show because if she can't pay it she can't pay it. what next uh one thing i noticed a lot in the closing arguments was rottenborn amber Heard's lawyer kept saying if there's any instance that he has sexually physically or emotionally abused her amber should win but then you have camille on johnny's side saying if he didn't sexually or physically assaulted he should win she never mentioned any type of emotional abuse. So I feel like that was a little hard for me to understand because like the jury was like, okay, so do we take into account emotional abuse or not? If emotionally emotional abuse was truly taken in the context of whether he won or not, then I think he should have lost. To me, it was obvious that there's some type of emotional abuse, whether it was warranted or not, there still was. And I do believe that. But, but I, I went to the side of Camille saying, 
nope, we're only looking at sexual and physical. And that's what I decided to believe in. Talking about the shit, what was this whole thing about the poop on the bed? Oh my God. I, I think it starts with, you're going to go to Coachella and she wants Johnny. She really wants Johnny to go to Coachella. But 30th birthday, it happened in 2016. So anyway, that's basically the end of their relationship. She has a dinner party with her friends and then Johnny's meant to come. But then Johnny comes late. And then she's always. What, what, was, what was Johnny doing? Johnny was with his accountant because Johnny, he broke. I mean, but so he's there with his accountant trying to like get his finances in order and everything. So he comes late and she's upset, which 30 is a big birthday. She probably told him, hey, it starts at seven. I don't know. Anyway, he showed up late. And then, like, according to the people there, they're like, she was really trying to start a fight. When he came, she was trying to be loving. But I guess when people left, they got into a fight. They got into a fight. I guess she kicks him out or he leaves, whatever the story may be. But then the next day, they must leave for Coachella because California living, right? And Johnny wants to come get his stuff from the East Columbia building because he's like, I'm done with Amber. I'm done with all this shit. And then his bodyguard slash driver texts him like, maybe don't come. And he's like, why can't I come to my own house that I pay for my penthouse? What? And then they send him a picture and this picture is of a poop on the bed and it's like smooshed <laughs> and then um amber's defense is oh we had this small dog and once upon a time he had johnny's weed and then the dog has bowel issues and the dog pooped on the bed and johnny's like nabby i know my dog these are these small like teacup dogs or whatever and i pick up their poop their poop are like pebble size is not they can't do that the consensus amongst johnny depp and his team is that amber or amber's friend took up a dump on the bed on the side that johnny sleeps and then leaves this and goes to coachella so that when he comes he's gonna see poop in the fucking bed well do you guys think it was a good idea that it was televised 100 percent. yeah i do you make your own decision so what is the media saying after this trial now well they the both released a statement Amber. on instagram right so can yeah. we go to those statements how johnny just said basically thank you for giving me my life back after six years of going through this never once mentioned her name mm -hmm. yet you look at her statement and his name is written all over that statement but i think what really freaking bothered me and pissed me off is that even today from the moment the verdict was released that he wanted today most of the posts that you see online by major news channels are saying, is this the end of the Me Too movement? Does this mean that victims can no longer come forth? What was up with this verdict? Basically still saying all this shit about Johnny and how she is still the victim that basically got fucked over these decisions. It's almost like they didn't watch the case. Literally the next day after the verdict was released, Johnny's lawyers silence they have not said anything they just did the statement after the verdict was done which they said like thank you to the judge thank you to the jury but what do i see the next day and freaking today show and other channels elaine coming out and basically saying that every single member of the jury is unethical and that the judge is unethical because obviously the jury was in social media obviously they got persuaded by everything that's on social media so freaking loser all right guys well now we're moving on we're our amber and johnny going from here um amber heard is going to appeal this but i wish them both peace and healing is her career over in hollywood for now it's gonna be hard to get a job all right guys so we're going into the recipe of the day Lennon, what's the recipe of the day this drink that i'm gonna give the recipe for is actually johnny depp's favorite cocktail so johnny depp's favorite cocktail is called a blueberry ginger bourbon sour so for this you're gonna need to grab a glass Muddle some fresh blueberries, put some ice, 
one and a half ounce of bourbon, half an ounce of Domaine de Canton, which is like a ginger liqueur, two ounces of sour mix, and then shake it up, put it in your favorite tumbler or glass, and decorate it with some candied ginger and some blueberries. Okay, guys, well, thank you so much for listening. We want to thank Tari. She, like, knew. She's almost an expert on this trial. Madeline, <laughs> you have some competition because I know you've been dedicating your life for this. No, I'm telling you, Tari <laughs> is my go-to person for all the celebrity shit that happens. After work, like, <laughs> I would watch the videos for hours. My fiance would be like, are you okay? <laughs> like, it's more of a Thank you, John. Thank you, Tari. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.